0: The current spoiler
1: warning level is Drag Energist Pink. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Drag Energist Pink. We're talking about machines from the vision of Escaflone. Um, I don't think there's anything too spoilery. It's just general talk about the machines from there and characters from there. Uh, so if you uh, are familiar with Escaflone or don't mind... Uh, Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista and G. What is the best food to eat while in the cockpit of a mobile suit? I'm six step mark.
2: uh I'm still up. okay so hold on i'm thinking about this uh i don't know something well i don't want to say something dry because then you get crumbs
0: cheetos but, obviously no it's no. the best thing to eat anywhere
2: no hey grant you're back <laughs> you're back again and you're being wrong immediately <laughs> I'm sorry. Cheetos.
1: What What if you had fried chickens? So you could have, like, if you dropped some, it would just be on the floor for later in the week. Yep. Ooh, ooh. This is a callback to something that happened before we started recording, so it's useless content.
2: Flint Flanders bringing chicken on board the victory. just depositing it behind the seat. <laughs>
1: like, Uso's like, it really smells weird in here.
2: What if you got, like, a... a
0: Fuck it. What What if you got like a meal replacement nutrient slurry shake, but it, it you just hung it in a pouch on a string next to your head, like that one guy in a Double O Eighty with his his hip flask?
2: God, couldn't you?
1: Are like... you just describing GoGurt? Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I hate this. Again, it, it also depends on whether you're in space, though, because I imagine Cheetos mm. in space are a nightmare because. The, the dust would be in the air. It wouldn't just, like, get on the floor. You would have Cheeto dust particulate around you. It would be hell. It would be hell. I. There is no greater hell than Cheeto dust cockpit. Anyway. That's
0: my that's- favorite scene in <laughs> Apollo 13. I love it. <laughs> all
1: right. Where, uh, where Tom Hanks gets Cheeto dust in his eyes, and he's like, <laughs> ah, and he hits the button that vents all the oxygen, and oh, no! <laughs> oh, no.
2: But today, we're not talking about Gundam. We are talking about everyone's other favorite fantasy isekai uh, that happens to feature manga, or mecha. Uh, words. Words are hard. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Gaimalefs.
1: From Escaflone, the vision of Escaflone. And we're also here to present our vision for bringing Escaflone back into public consciousness. yes, um, yes. I- I've spoken to uh, Yoshikazu Yasuhiko, um, and he has agreed to do Escaflone Origin.
2: (laughs) Feeling a great pit in my stomach when I realized the name you said, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, no.
1: It's just Prince Van
0: learning to ride a horse at age eight.
1: (laughs) Oh, Van, who cares about... I mean, like, we'll see a little bit of that, just like we see a little bit of Amuro in the origin, but mostly it's going to be about the early stellar adventures, the the really... uh, Forest Gump esque nature of <laughs> Dylan Dow.
2: No, no, you can't say you can't say this. You can't no. I mean,
0: okay, alright. One of us here is only halfway through the show, so I will say a story about Dylan Dow's childhood would be interesting. There there are unanswered questions there. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave
1: it at that. I don't think they would involve Dylan Dow being present for every major I... moment in the history <laughs> series, but what if? if what if
2: See I feel like the person that, from what I've watched so far, that uh, Yaz would attach to would be Falcon specifically. Falcon, Falcon. You're uh, probably right. Probably the cat like... girl, the the cat girl or <laughs> mole man. Well, the, I mean, it depends man... on who's
1: working on it with. I mean, Yazu isn't that horny, right?
2: Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: I could just be. I, this this is genuine ignorance. Maybe I'm just wrong.
2: I don't but... know. I don't trust. I don't look. Eh. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, you
1: you don't trust Yasu? That's weird. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but but yes, I'm I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be invited back to
0: uh, uh much like my previous appearance. Talk about yes, a a fantasy isekai mech series, which was like my previous previous guest uh, uh, appearance. Talking about far, far more models uh, uh in one episode than anyone expected. And I I can't wait to see what happens today that links to a theoretical future guest spot sometime.
2: <laughs> Look, we'll we'll figure it out. We we always figure <laughs> it out. We we can we can plot anything together of time. Um But yeah, so uh, how do you even lead? Six. I'll let you take so, the lead.
1: G- Grant, what is a guy malef? A, a guy malef is a big old guy. I'm not sure
0: where the malef comes from, but uh, <laughs> uh in in this yeah, uh, uh, fantasy fairyland, their their uh battle is done primarily, or at least uh, your your biggest most elite troops are using humanoid mechs. About say three people high uh, sort of uh, we're, we're talking like Pat labor scale, not not Gundam scale or anything like that
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, in, in fact the the cockpits kind of work the same way where your pilot is like peeking out over your uh, uh, armored clavicle of the mech.
2: Yeah it... I wa- oh sorry
1: I wonder if Guy Malef is a like canonization of of slang mm-hmm. for Gaia Melef.
2: what would that mean
1: it's the malefs of gaia i'm just wondering where the guy part comes from <laughs> i'm just assuming malef is you know fantasy talk so okay. there's no way we're gonna win that one but <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah they but yeah they are short it actually caught me off guard because like i've seen the designs before because it's kind of hard not to be in a mecca and at least see the designs somewhere i always assumed they were larger and then you know, like after van gets in the escaflone, you know he opens up like you mentioned the fucking clavicle opens up when he's like talking, and I'm like, what <laughs> it just is so strange It's like it, it's like the it, the it basically the mouth on the escaflone opens uh, and that's where uh that's where van is hanging out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um
0: and and the and something that I think is really fun about their designs is the the internal workings, which don't get talked about much on on this show. Uh, uh, because mostly in, in most stuff you're talking about, you know, touch screens and buttons and whatnot. In uh, uh, Guy Malef's in The Vision of Flone, it's like brass rings and canvas in there, and it's it's all very uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, uh, inspired. Uh,
2: mm. I actually have a screenshot hold on that m- made me laugh the other night, uh, which is uh. There we I might go. need to
1: do a screenshot gallery for this one because the resources for this are not great.
2: <laughs> good. Just like the ancient text said is what he says after getting into it when there's like all this, like, basically, I don't want to say like super high-tech machinery, but yeah, very like Da Vinci-esque kind of like, like weird brass and canvas kind of thing going on. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, that that line, just like the ancient text said, was really good to <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah,
0: and they are also powered by magic rocks.
2: Yes, uh, <laughs> that you energize with like dragon heart energy, basically. Mm-hmm, is maybe mm-hmm. how to how to well, explain that?
1: Well, the way it, the way it turns out is that there so energists are is a whole category of, of rocks, basically, yeah. and drag energists are the strongest ones. But you have weaker ones out there that are not from dragons.
2: I guess that makes it's sense because not- there was that episode yeah. where they were just mining a shit ton of them, and mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I guess there's not enough dragons possibly to fill all of those, but <laughs> not
1: anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you think? Do you think they like this? The tech of this society gets to a point where they're like, "Oh, we've got this. Here's the dragon farm where we raise domesticated dragons for slaughter to power our mecha.
2: No, because they all have like, they have like rites of passage though, where you have to go out and slay a mecha. So there's or slay a dragon. So there's no way they're gonna.
1: I mean, but that's for that's for Vaughn, the king of a country, so that he can pilot his super mecha. You're not gonna like. I don't think there's gonna be rites of passage for everyone who wants to drive a fucking Prius.
0: We we live in a world that has both bullfighting and dairy farms.
2: Y- you know what? That's Fair true. Enough. That's
1: true. That's
2: true. Um. Well, no, clearly, if you don't want to go out and slay a dragon, that's when they put you in uh, the uh, shitty little Gaimalefs like this one, which is was very funny to me, because there are also, like, basically power armor Gaimalefs that show mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. occasionally, and uh, mostly exist to get grabbed completely by the Elsades and get wrecked, but, you know, they do exist.
1: Yeah, my official apologies for the uh, normal segment and the notes where I have units discussed, because a lot of these are going to say things like, that one guy.
2: Yeah, they're all unnamed. I saved a lot of pictures of these guys, and I looked around, they don't have names. Uh, There I've seen screenshots of an art book, but no matter which source I went to, I could not find this art book with them, and I was really hoping I would before the show, and... Nothing. There's just, it's really hard to find information about this stuff uh, mm-hmm, online, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate.
0: But And a- as a data point in my theory that what a show is really about is reflected in its fan wiki, this is not a show that is about technical details and, and mech designs. It is about who wants to smooch who.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why Dylan is the best, but... <laughs> Especially, look, there's not even a rival there is the thing, right? Like, you don't, if you're vying for Dylandow's affections, you're you're going to have nothing to do with Van and al The
0: anyway. lane is wide
1: open.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know.
1: I um, feel like our our best bet, like, a great example of, like, a very simple machine that we still have a fair bit of data of is basically the basic uh Fenelian soldier Guy mouth. Mm-hmm. We've got a few, fair few images of various models of this that are all sort of along the same line, uh, Dylan. If you could, if you could post some of those for. Oh yeah, for,
2: uh, here. uh ready to
1: take a look at.
2: These are these also rule because they have like, uh, they even have like little customizations and stuff on them, which I thought was really cute. Like, uh, like you have that very basic one in the first image, the second, you know, the second one you've got one that's in like a red mm-hmm. color, the third one you've got like a fancy ornate crest on it and this weird spear that has like a little pile bunker something in it and yeah this thing has no name and it rules um and it's just and all we do is watch them get killed basically <laughs> um but yeah they the the thing is the, the gaimalefs are very much in the category of being big armor right like mm-hmm. like a big suit of armor in design at least the the most of the normal ones we see we'll talk about weird ones but you know Like these, if you, if you didn't know that this was a mecha show, you could believe this is like a, a guy in armor or something like really Mm -hmm, big
0: mm -hmm. armor.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. another design note that comes across on a lot of, uh, Gaimalefs is they love external jewels. Um, which I'm wondering if those are the energists on the show. Yeah, I'm
1: assuming they're the energists.
2: Because we know they all use energists to be powered, so... Mm -hmm. I guess that's why they all have like, you know, outward gemeralds everywhere. Um, which look cool. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, in, g-
1: in general, uh, it seems like, uh, Fenelian, uh, Gaimalefs have very, like, samurai theming, right? Yes, um, yes. The, uh, the hip armor in particular. Yeah, we've got the hip armor. Also, to an extent, the shoulders, which kind of also have, like, this sort of, like, curling, like, snail-shell-like shape, but it's mm-hmm. still that overlapping plate of plates, um reminiscent of overlapping, you know, like, lacquer plates. Um, you occasionally have things like, you know, one of them has, like, a, a proper, like, samurai helmet, but as noted, these are all, like, handmade to order over the course of years, so they're not, like, there are common elements, but all of them have some customization because there's no such thing as mass production of these.
2: Yeah. Um. Also, the greatest of all... Of the, uh, of, of all warriors of this nation, uh, we have our good friend Balgus actually, uh, on foot as the best warrior of that nation, in my opinion. But anyway, um, I just had to post that because I thought that was cool. <laughs>
1: Balgus counts as a unit discussed. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, listen, if we included, uh, you know, Chris Jericho, then I guess it's.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He does, he does manage to, well, he doesn't actually take it out, which is an interesting thing, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the El Cades, um, because they mention that the, they just got damaged, but it's not like it was lost, which is kind of sad, um, because it's like, oh, look, he stabbed it, he clearly won, and then, you know, bad things happened to him, so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's, like, the basic one, and I guess from there, though, we would probably just funnel into the Escaflon, right? trampoline sure i don't know sure words fucking transition yeah that's the word there we go yeah yeah so the uh or Escaflone, uh is the cool guy like lead knight uh basically the main robot there's a reason why the series is named that um and uh the design whips uh absolutely it's just just such a cool like weird nightly design like you've got the face it's interesting because this picture of the face shows like you know just like colored in eyes but actually it's got like six eyes uh should note because like uh the close-up of the face hold on i actually did find line art of the face so i was glad i was able to find this yeah see look it's got like a bunch of like little eyes in there which is great um you can see the little mouth opening up there for the pilot in the lower right, which is very funny-looking to me. Um, but yeah, it's... Oh, thinking of how to even, like, describe the design, because it's, like, not... It, it's not, like, describing Gundam designs, where I have a very good set way of doing this. This is, like, dis- like if I had to describe Monster Hunter armor to you, <laughs> you. Well, know? we
1: can still take the same, you know, like, yeah, directional like... approach. So we have, first, the head, and the head is... Uh, like, as we mentioned, we've got the six eyes there. Um, we have this, like, it's, a, it's like, it, a lot of this is going for, like, armor aesthetic, but is a little too complicated to be armor, right? mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, Like, the number of layers of different, like, armor pieces and shapes going on with this helmet where it has the horn and then it has sort of wrapped around it uh, this sort of, like, armored, I don't know, I don't even, what what would you, what would you call that? Um, pointy. My brain I would yeah. call it pointy. <laughs> you call it point- my brain keeps wanting to say planter, and I don't know why. Um and then it has uh like a separate visor slapped on top of that, and then it has this like layer of like popped collar protection wrapped around the back. It's like just layer upon layer upon layer of metal. <laughs>
2: Sometimes it looks like a pop collar. Sometimes depending on the angle, it looks like ear like elf ears to me. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you might think Prince Van's problem is, is, like, brain damage or something, like he's been concussed. But you look at this, and that's impossible. There's There has to be another explanation. Well, he
1: spent a lot of time not in That's true. The that's Siflone, true, that's so.
0: uh,
2: Van, true. Van's kind of a dumbass, isn't he?
1: A little bit, little kind bit. Kind of. In the um, best way, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess moving on to the body, then, uh... The body on this is really cool. Something I'd never actually noticed about it is... um, So, in the middle, you have basically, like, an embedded dragon head, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can even see, like, there's, like, empty eye sockets, and it has, like, a jewel on the forehead. Um, and if you look on the left and right of that, there's, like, claws sticking out. And uh, the left claw is holding a jewel that does a really cool thing, because, like, that's where you put the uh, Energist into on it and when van does it what he does is he just sticks it, his hand in there and it the jewel is basically like a liquid actually and he puts like you know the uh energist in there and that's what powers it on at the start and it's really so it's got a dragon holding a jewel on like the upper torso basically mm-hmm. um and it's just a really cool look um the shoulders are gigantic pauldrons you know this is a 90s fantasy anime because you know, even though it's a robot, it still has gigantic pauldrons. Um, they have these big green, uh, sort of like, you know, diamond-cut-shaped uh, jewels in the shoulders. Uh, just, you know, big, big armor for the uh, forearms. You have huge cuffs on this that kind of go back far. Uh, the hands are really cool. The uh, thing I really like is... um. When you get close-ups of the hands, it's actually, like, a giant leather glove, basically, with, like, armor bolted onto the outer parts. But, like, the inside of it's not, like, it's not, like, a metal hand, you know, like, the way you expect manipulators to be on most robots.
1: Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Which I really like, because at one point, you know, he picks up Hitomi, and it's just like, oh, he can actually, like, pick her up because these are not, like, big, squishy metal hands. They're, you know, they're they're basically giant gloves. Um, and, uh... For the waist, uh, pretty standard waist thing going on. You've got, you know, like, little... It, it does, It's not really even skirt armor, actually, because the, the skirt armor, what I would call that, is on the top of the thighs. Um, you just got, like, a, you know, standard mecha, like, pointy codpiece piece on the front. Um, and then on top of the thighs, you have, like, side skirts. Uh, for the legs, uh, very... The upper leg almost looks kind of bony, because you got, like, this, like, these, like, little indentations, and, um... The Escaflone itself, all white, but it's like not. It, it, I've seen enough models and stuff that it's not meant to just be red as just like pure white. It's like a gray, sometimes beigey white. Um, just depending almost on like the, bone. Yeah, almost like bone, uh, depending on the depiction. Um, for the legs, though, uh, you got small little kneecaps in there. <laughs> uh, big side of the. Like, so down the middle, like you know, right below the kneecap, you got a big front of the leg piece, uh, that is actually in, like, embedded into a larger, like, the calves are, like, these really large pieces of armor around that, um, they're pointy at the bottom, and they kind of make an ankle armor with that, uh, and then you got big, weird, big, weird feet, don't know how else to describe them, they're just big, weird feet, they have kind of a heel going on a very round, uh, top of the heel area there, uh, and then a pointy toe, um, Oh, and it, by the way, it has a cape. Very yeah, important to mention. Yeah, it's has a the cape.
0: best part. It has a floor-length cape.
2: <laughs> yep, full-length <laughs> cape, Uh, black on the outside, uh, red on the inside. You've got, like, gold filigree at the ends. Oh, it's um, so good. Oh, and then also the sword is sheathed into... It's not really much of a backpack. It's just, like, a little plate on the back. And the sword starts small and then grows real big when it pulls out, and it's really cool-looking when it does that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. And yeah, that's the Escaflone. It, and, uh,
0: and there's has... no way, there's no way that this robot you've described with its big weird feet and its floor-length cape and its extendo sword and giant gems, there's no way you could make this cooler. There's nothing it could do that could be even cooler than just standing there.
2: That's true. Yeah, no, definitely not. Other than, uh, it's a fucking dragon. What? <laughs> it's,
1: less, it's less cool
2: it's fucking cool it's a dragon (laughs) the uh the transformation scene even in the anime and i cannot post that on discord unfortunately because uh discord yells at me about the files being too big uh but i did post it on twitter earlier uh the transformation is really fucking cool um so hold on let me pull it out it actually like i didn't expect it to have a real transformation if i'm being real because i like I knew about this going into watching the show. Um, but I didn't expect like, Oh, this has a mechanical transformation happening. Obviously there's some weird shit going on with like the way that parts tuck into each other, but it works. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it, it,
1: like it does, you know, like you couldn't make a model that would work like this. It does cheat. Yeah. You know,
2: well you say that, uh, let me tell you, uh, there is one company devoted to doing this kind of thing called Studio Half Eye who actually did do that. Um now it's real jank, but I need to bring that up. They also did it with the getter robos, though, six, so that's how that's how you know you're getting into some bullshit. The transformable getters that can turn into all the forms. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'll have to show you that later. But anyway. Uh yeah, no, definitely some cheating going on, but it's really cool. Um, I like the way that, like, the wings are kind of an, in like, they're basically, like, a redo of the cape. Because they're still, like, red on the inside, black on the outside, etc. Um, mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously, like, the chest is making up the bulk of it. Basically, the dragon in the chest, like, outstretches. Um, the legs kind of slam together and form, like, a big pointy tail. That's why the feet have such a weird shape. Um, those, uh, knee parts that I was talking about, like, how it looks like, you know, there's, like pieces embedded in the legs it's because there is they pop out and are like dragon feet um this thing's cool this thing's really fucking cool um van inexplicably ends up on the outside of it whenever this happens because he mm-hmm. like rides it like like he's a fucking Panzer Dragoon character now
1: that's the best part of it is that yeah you start out in the cockpit like wrapped in like you know like sleeves and like l- you know leggings that help you pilot the machine. And in the course of this transformation, you are dumped on the outside of it with two handles. And good luck.
2: <laughs> yeah. You just kind of control it. And you just, again, just kind of hope it does what you want it to. Which it seems to, generally. Um,
0: I like that it's constantly clutching its gem. It's a very jealous dragon form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's really good. Um, it's just a really cool robot. It's very... Uh, I just like. I, what I'm learning is. I Fantasy mecha are really cool and I wish they were still around. And then I look at, you know, things existing like Knights and Magic and then I begin to cry, but you know. Because it's not like they're all gone, but they're just not good. They're, they're not what you want anymore. They're not what I want anymore. <laughs> that's just. That's being a mecha fan, honestly, in the modern era, but you know. Uh, yeah, though. Uh, the Escafone turns into a dragon uh the dragon form is pretty cool uh trying to think the thing is right compared to like our gundam things though when this actually attacks it's pretty simple right it hits mm-hmm. things with the sword big,
0: big sword go bunk yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah big sword go bunk it cuts things up it's uh-huh. you know slices it dices doesn't really have like as far as I've seen so far, it hasn't really used, like, any, like, weird secret energy attacks. So again, I'm not actually finished, so for all I know, it'll end up being able to do that later. But, like, it's pretty subdued. It just hits things, you know? That's all it needs to mm-hmm. do. Um. Oh, should note, all the Gaimalefs basically sit in a throne when they're in the hangar, by the way. This is an important note for, like, almost all of them. Uh, because, like, yeah, whenever we see them on standby in a hangar, they're sitting. They're just sitting on like a giant seat and it's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um just a very important thing to mention with uh these guys. But yeah, um That's that's the hero of the story, the Escaflone. Um, would we wanna move on to I would assume next would be the Sherazad?
1: That would have been my instinct, yes.
2: Just because the Sherazad is cool looking, but again, very simple to talk about, whereas when we get to the Alsaides, that's a robot with systems that we can talk about. Um, so yeah, let me uh link that one. This is used by the quote-unquote seemingly perfect boy, Alan, uh, who seems to be like... So, you know, we mentioned it's an isekai. They end up in another world. There's not a lot of characters that seem to have analogs to the real world. But I will say, Alan does seem like he's tr- like it's supposed to be like a weird AU version of Amano. From the beginning of the show, right?
1: Yeah i I feel like that thread is one of the parts that I like. It feels like it feels like they kind of missed the ball on that one. Like they were going for something, and then they either forgot about it or just decided not to do it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it was just interesting because it's like there's not like a real world van equivalent or like any of the other characters that we've seen. Uh, I,
0: I could see that as something that got dropped when uh, their episode count also dropped.
2: Oh, did that happen?
0: Yeah. Oh. that's it's, the, the show moves at a clip for a reason
2: i didn't realize that okay that would explain so okay you know what it being only a 26 episode anime in the year it came out does feel a little weird because you know that's usually an era where you get your like four core anime or whatever so okay that makes sense um, but it did get a movie that apparently everyone I've ever seen has told, or that I know that has seen it, has told me, please do not watch. It sucks. Um, I mean, it
1: leads, it it takes, it cuts out a lot of the shojo. That is mostly the goal of it, is to turn it into a shonen, And I don't think that's uh, a worthwhile goal.
2: The shojo is really fun is the thing, though, yeah. But anyway. How, um, how do you,
1: okay, okay. H- why?
0: Why would you do that? Why would you do that to a show who's... The plot of the first episode is: if I run a personal best in in like the the four hundred meters, I will smooch a boy.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. The first episode <laughs> caught me off guard so much because it's like, I, again, I know about the show. I knew it had like a reputation for being shojo, but that first episode was so good because it's just like, yeah, uh, you know, occasionally she like the first time she passes out, she has like a weird vision of like, oh. Weird shit happening. Passes out. Uh, Then she, you know, is like, okay, I'm going to run this race again. Hands uh, this boy her weird pendant that, like, can perfectly count seconds. And is like, okay, if I can beat my record, then you'll give me my first kiss. And it's just, like, the most shoujo romance-ass thing, and I love it. It's so good. And then halfway through the race, a fucking dragon pops (laughs) out of a portal and starts terrorizing, you know... Her and her friends and uh this boy with a sword just starts stabbing the shit out of it. Um It's, it's the so perfect good. <laughs>
1: show. It's got everything you need. The, the thing you need to understand, right, is that the, the production of this one is really complicated and the show you are seeing is not the show they set out to make.
2: Mm. Really. Okay. Uh there
1: were there were major changes in director and leadership. The early direction was that like uh for example, uh our our Uh, Hitomi would have been a, quote, curvy, airheaded girl, Um, not an athlete. She basically would be on screen to be sexy. Um, And it would be a lot about, like, for for example, uh, Falcon and Dylan Dow were the same person, just General Sicko. Um, It was the person who made it. Uh, I don't know how well you know director names. Uh, His name is Yasuhiro Imagawa?
2: Oh wait, Imagawa was the one who made this.
1: Yeah, the, he was—he Dur- was the person during pre project. Yeah, yeah, he was the okay. one who had this vision for it, and he left it because he was like, "Actually, I'm gonna go work on G Gundam." Oh, and then we had uh, Kazuki Akane join. Who was like, but what if it was Shoujo instead? And that's why we got the show we got. That's why it's actually a good show.
0: (laughs) What if Alan was here to just be sexy? Mm,
2: mm. I'm also losing my mind because now that I go on the main page, I see that there was also a Shoji Kawamori manga that started in 1994, two years before the show started Mm -hmm. as well. So this is also a manga adaptation of a Shoji Kawamori thing. They
1: started at the same time. Like they th- oh there was the, produ- the t- pre production story. right right the they were they were both like basically like it was it was designed to be like okay one person's gonna make the manga of this one person what one team is okay gonna make it's the manga like what one happened with like
2: anime. lane and like how the lane game is like made at the same time and it's just like a completely different teams idea on the same like production notes okay yeah yeah I, I, okay and then apparently there was another two more manga that came out later question mark one one that's a shojo and one that was meant to be a shonen question mark what. There is so much going on with this series actually production wise that is like I wish there was more information because for like all this stuff going on with it it it's really hard to find stuff about this show like concrete details it's uh,
1: uh, yes uh, it's cool. apparently in the manga uh, Hitomi uh, has a transformation she can transform huh? into, quote, a curvaceous nymph. Mm. So I don't want to read that. No. Mm. That sounds bad, actually.
2: Oh, my God. Anyway, it's, way back on. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: just it's just a, one of the things that is fascinating about Escaflowne is that its production is so complicated and a lot of the details of it are out there that you can see all the alternate universes where it sucked. That's
2: yeah. all. <laughs> um, so anyway...
1: The share is odd, though.
2: <laughs> Shirazad, though. Before, Before I get too distracted with all the, the... Just reading this production history and going, like, what the hell? Um, this thing is cool. This is Alan's, uh, you know, Gaimalef. Uh, it is... So the head is a lot... It's, it's not as knightly in the same way. It's really weird. It's got, like, a gold almost like a bird is how i saw that as like a bird motif at the top like because you can see like there's the head wings tail sure uh going on with it um but like it's like dive bombing i don't know look i'm just trying to figure out how to describe it uh the face is great because it kind of reminds me of like um uh is it like the kendo practice masks that have all those like layers of like you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. things like that it's just got, like, these layers of armor that are just, like, you know, a bunch of little strips, like, over the face um, in gold. Which or the shutters cool. that,
0: that go over uh, uh, windows of a business
1: when they close.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that works too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Hot Boy is closed. It's Mecha time.
2: <laughs> I do like that uh, in the little head notes there, they make sure to draw Alan's hair. Uh, I just noticed on the model in there. Uh, but... They
1: also just draw his eyes in shadow so he looks really grumpy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. the The neck on this inter- this unit is really interesting because it like, it doesn't like mobile suits have a neck. This doesn't really have a neck because it's just kind of like the helmet is coming out of the chest in a weird way. Like it's just, I don't know. It's it's weird looking. It's really cool. It, um, it broadens
0: rather than narrow.
2: Yeah. Um, it does have a, you know, singular chest plate, like, in the middle. Um, actually, just to make it a little easier to talk about the individual parts, let me link the uh, version without the cape on because, uh... <gasps> yeah, I know. Look, the cape is important. We'll talk about it. But if we need to look at the body, God, that art, that is the biggest art I could find, by the way. Um, not very big, but it does help still. <laughs> um...
0: It's so leggy.
2: Yeah, it's a yeah. It kind of doesn't come across uh, until you see both legs out.
1: He's a oh. leggy boy.
2: It belongs to Alan, so it has to be. Um,
1: I never knew Clamp designed a Mecca. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So for the shoulders, um, you've got big shoulders again, big pauldrons again. It's the '90s. It's a fantasy thing. It's going to have those uh, with more gems in them. Uh, I like the cut on the gems in the shoulder on this one. Yeah, they're, uh, they're like.
0: Uh, elongated hexagons, like, a like, emerald cut. Yeah. They're
1: like the, they're like the crystals from the, you know, like, SNES Final Fantasies. <laughs> yeah,
2: I see that. Um, the bicep, you've got, I mean, pretty standard. It's, it's a bicep. Uh, you do got, like, a couple of layers of armor. It almost looks like it has, like, metallic muscle going on, just because of the layering. Um, but yeah. Uh, forearm, nothing too special either. You got, uh, you got a pointy bit on the elbow, I guess, is what I could mention. Um, for the waist, very thin waist actually going on, uh, compared to, like, the Escaflone, um, uh, you know, you got a little bit of armor on the chest, you actually have a lot of exposed inner detail, like the mechanical bits are just out, um, which is pretty cool, uh, and as Grant pointed out, uh, very leggy boy, the, th- the thighs are really tall on this, like, they go up real high, mm-hmm. um, and they go down real low it's both they it's just long uh big knee plates those um,
0: thighs go all the way down
2: very muscular <laughs> again very muscular calves on this robot too honestly <laughs> just looking at it um you know you've got like what? layers going on with like the ankle armor but not like a lot hanging off or anything it's just like you know very solidly constructed it's- Alan taking his his bike on
0: Alan taking his robot on long distance high speed bike (laughs)
2: races
0: (laughs) developing robot calves
2: that's what it's basically what's going on with this um then you've got a a, a decent like high heel on this and a pointy toe again um of course uh I, I I glossed over the fact that this also has a really cool cape worn over it's like a it's worn over the half of the body on the left side because, like, you know, it wraps around the arm there. Uh, it starts at the front shoulder and wraps around back. Um, really cool cape. Just a big blue cape. Um, capes on robots. They're good. <laughs> don't know what else to say about that. It's just the, I, the capes are good.
1: <laughs> the capes are good. I do like, however, in this cape off art, it's not very high resolution. But you can, if you, like, zoom in and squint, you can kind of see some of the inner workings in a way that we don't get a lot of looks at. And it's really interesting. Um, just seeing the bits of the sort of inner frame, as it were.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, you can see it even better on the back because the back of the legs uh, are basically all exposed. Um, oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, I was able to get that art. I forgot about that. So mm, that's good for the rear art. Um, they are
1: cowards for not giving the Cheserade, uh cheeks. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just uh, I could have really used some uh, devil food cake, you know. Shut up. I guess that would be Dylan Dow. You're right. It's angel food. Cake. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> uh, you. I knew it. I knew, I knew this is what's going to happen. this week. But anyway. All right. I
0: don't know. All, all these, all these boys pretty as they are have noses. You could steer a boat with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the, that's one of the other things I knew about Escaflone before I watched it. I was, I was like, a lot of people in the show have very pointy noses. Um, I like the character design overall. It's very different looking. Um, still very '90s looking in a lot of ways. But, oh yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's that's a charm point at this point. Uh, also, God, uh, the version of the uh whatever version of the Blu-rays I have have a lot of grain, and I love it. Uh, terrible for making gifs. Uh, as I realize, much like with uh when I have the high dive versions of Vodums, where it's turbo grainy, it's like you try to make a gif out of it, and it's like oh. By the way, because it's grainy, it's now going to be like fifty megabytes for mm, a two-second mm-hmm. clip, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, great." Twitter's going to yell at me for this, though. I, I want to, I want to post robots. It's just what I do. I won't let me do my job, but <laughs> yeah, um, sh- sh- it's it's good. Uh, so I guess would next be the Elsadii. Can we talk about? Well, the
1: we could, uh, we should talk about the the sword.
2: Right? Oh, it's right, an especially
1: cool sword.
2: Yeah, uh, I actually, I forgot, I did actually take a picture of it in the anime to show off the uh, sword, because it does have a really cool sword. Um,
1: this is the exact shot they have on the wiki, but theirs is much lower resolution.
2: <laughs> oh. It's a good shot, is the thing. It is, it is. Um, so
1: what we have here is, like, a single-edged blade, um, straight though, straight-edge, single-edge, straight-edge just like Alan, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, nice uh, circular um, guard and then sort of a hand guard as well, sort of looping around the fingers there. Um, and it just—it's it, got this neat little part where it starts out and it's very narrow, it widens, and then it sort of narrows again over the course of the length, very gradually.
2: Mhm. I really like the knuckle guard on it. It's just—it looks cool <laughs> that it has like the little like, ring there.
0: It—it it looks like a an astronomical like instrument or something. <laughs> like he he should be able to navigate by the stars with his sword. Yeah.
1: I mean, he I can might see be it. able to. Right? No, yeah. Listen, there if you get stranded in this world, you need something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he can take off his little bird head crest and have it like scout the local territory for him.
2: God. Does really it's just very fancy Lad Mecca for uh, Alan here, and it's great. It's it's very good, is the thing. It
1: is, it is the one bummer. Like, it's not actually a bummer in the show. All of these are just cool in the show, and the show is good. But sitting here talking about them, I am just like, but I wish you had more features, right? I wish, you know, the the I could talk about the Escaflone can shoot a beam from the gem or something, you know? Yeah, or no. it would breathe fire in dragon form. That would be—that should do that. That That's would sick. be great. That would be great.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The bad guys are the ones who get the cool uh the coolest robot in the show that gets to do all the cool things is the thing. I mean and I you keep wanting to get to it, but we can't I know for, I for know. the
0: for the show that this is, I really do appreciate that, you know, the, the mechs are mostly at least just big guys. You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, it,
0: that uh uh the stories are, are decided the combat is decided by The ability to swing sword good is just your sword is about 30 feet long.
2: Van is just simply not aggressive enough. He is actually secretly, even though he's a brooding prince boy, secretly a sweet boy who doesn't want to harm people uh, and doesn't want to be king. It's just funny because (laughs) it's so funny because it's like, yeah, it just consistently came up early on where it's like, even when he's dueling Alan, Alan's like, you have a perfect sword form. However, your strike was not aggressive enough. And it was just like, oh, fair enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, these are just definitely like extensions of the pilot, right? These are meant to be, what if what if you were wearing armor and it was just really big is all for, for these ones. For all the normal-ass guy malefs that most of the world uses, I should say.
0: They're just guy malefs. It's okay.
1: just a guy. Well, you want to talk about Just a Guy? Our last one before I'll let Dylan have the dance with Yeah. Um, we got to talk about the Chafaris.
2: Okay, so this one I didn't get to in the show, but I don't mind. And being so the good
1: news is you won't have any good pictures of it.
2: It's the biggest <laughs> guy. It's the biggest guy. Well, uh,
1: uh, okay, oh. hang on. I posted a link and the preview image it
2: provides <laughs> is the that's like yeah like like if you were running a geo city site and you were like that's... here's my icon for my geo city site that's what that is why here's, is she crying here's... be happy you're in the wiki it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's safe here
2: <laughs> okay so i can see this here this is just a real tall guy right
1: yeah 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 like yeah it's just a big boy
2: okay um, I do like that it has it looks like it has a blade on the arm there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and it has a giant bow, which is really cool. Um But yeah, uh don't really see the details too good on this guy here. He does have uh like instead of a cape, he's got like a fold with like an extra skirt on it. But yeah. Normally,
1: this sort of thing isn't relevant, but I want to post a picture of the guy who pilots it, and I feel like then you understand what this mecha is. Okay, okay. Let's Here's see. the pilot.
2: Okay. God, no, these just... images. You weren't kidding, though. Oh my God. <laughs> but, oh it's yeah, so they're crunchy. Rough. They're rough.
1: No one's out here doing it for this. Too crunchy
0: activity. to eat inside a cockpit, as we have discussed.
2: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. You definitely wouldn't want to eat. It's, well, the problem if, with eating inside of a Gaimalef cockpit is because you've got your arms and legs in the thing, what's going to happen <laughs> is the Gaimalef is going to look like it's trying to eat, and it's going to cause problems, I think. Um, well, be, actually, I'm
0: it, sorry. That would be fine the for person. the models where your head pops out of the Gaimalef head. Alan could eat if he wanted.
1: Mm. I'm sorry. I, I posted the wrong picture. That's one of the three generals of Fenelia. Um, oh! oh i see who
2: this is piloted by actually because i have met this guy okay yeah okay i have met this guy uh so he gets the pilot the biggest boy i see oh okay so you know i i I did watch these episodes i forgot about this man's mutton chops though holy shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like specifically this side view right here is just like oh wow Lot going his, on. His here.
1: you can see his bones making way for his mutton chops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God, um, it is a cool robot. Uh, that it is just big. Yeah um, it,
0: it it is gold. It has a hat like a shark's fin.
2: Uh, I like the chest gem that it has. It has like it's uh energist in the just in the middle of the body. It looks like instead of mm. uh, a lot of them seem to either go for well. I guess it's not always shoulders, because, like, the the, uh, gems on the escafloné shoulders are not. It just has it on the heart of its mech, but... Hard hard to always tell where it is on things, but either way, the cool Mm -hmm. chest gem in the middle is good. Um, But at
1: last, I can stall no longer. Yay! Uh, I'll let Alan... I'll let Alan... What? (laughs) I, I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, Dylan... You can talk about the LCS. Okay,
2: actually, here's the thing. I took pictures of other things that we could minorly talk about and just quickly judge. All right, uh, all right. And we may as well just get them done before we talk about the one that's going to be the long talk, because I'll forget about it afterwards. So there's the uh, time where Van is in the arena and has to do the three-on-one fight, and there's a bunch of sickos in there, and they all have weird-ass things, like this guy with his fucking chain cudgel. Um, I love the crane on the shoulder there, like with the chain wrapped around it. Um, just has like, you know, horns all over this. Uh, it's got a one horned head, uh, two horns on the chest, spikes on the shoulders. Uh, just, just a very fun guy. Um, piloted by, as as Alan says, that, that, that's, that doesn't belong to a knight. (laughs) Um, which is very funny because yes, this, this obviously belongs to a criminal, this guy Malef. (laughs) Because, <laughs> look at this. It it has hooks, and it has a cudgel that, like, is, like, on a chain. That's not a hero weapon. It's
0: built to repo cars, yes.
2: Oh. Uh, there's some other guys there. Uh, they kind of look like, what if you took some Fist of the North Star dudes and made them into Gaimalefs, like the one on the right there? <laughs> um, You know, he's got, like, it's very makeshift. Uh, Like, you've got, like, a lot of bolted-on armor on the leg there, and you've got, like, uh, weird... It, almost like it has a mohawk or something, like a red mohawk. It's very strange. I assume um, it's like
1: the horsehair crest like you get on a little armor.
2: Yeah, it looks dumb. hate it.
1: Well, you know, okay. Uh, Didn't like to be mean about it.
2: Well, well that's fine. Uh, we also get some of these guys um, at, the, at the one mine. Uh, these are pretty cool. These almost look like the Alsaides. They have that like rounded armor design, but they're mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. like normal Gaimalefs. They just hold swords normally and stuff. Uh they do have like a single gem on the shoulder, which I really like the asymmetry there. Uh the cape also on the back is great because like the upper part of it is like hanging like drapes. Like it looks like it's got like the two it looks like it's got like two little parts that go off onto the shoulders, basically, like that are like mm-hmm. little cuts on the sides of the cape. Um Just got, you know, fancy, fancy lad cape. Uh and then finally of the weird miscellaneous guy Melufs to talk about, uh just sharing this one. I already shared this one with y'all earlier. There's a worker Gaimalef, uh that has, like, a bulldozer on it. It's great. <laughs> this thing's great because it's, like, the most, like... Inst- like, normal Gaimalefs don't have, like, exhaust and shit on them like this thing has. This thing is, like, just a bulldozer, but oh, they gave it a guy's upper half, and I think this that's is- great.
1: This is why you're here, Grant. It's another variant of the gun tank.
2: Oh, <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love that they're in the fantasy universe that's like very standard fantasy other than like the robots but they've also invented tank treads just for this guy. <laughs> just for
1: this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the tank treads are very World War 1 tank, yes. Style. Yes. So, hmm. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe there was a point where somebody on their their, you know, fucking ritual to, you know, become an adult, they accidentally, you know, it was World War 1 and they isekai'd a tank. <laughs> this counts everybody this counts this was fucking hard
2: come
0: on make me a king
2: (laughs) last bit of technology that i have to mention unrelated to the gaimalefs the longest range pagers in the fucking universe they we see where earth is (laughs) on the planet uh, that they're on they're on an invisible planet that is like orbiting around the earth and the moon and the earth is like the mystic moon because it's a blue moon and it, she manages to have her pager get a message all the way from there, and I'm like, "Wait, hold on!" <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I,
1: I mean, listen, T-Mobile, don't fuck around.
2: Uh, I love that she has a pager too. Speaking of dating your anime, mm-hmm.
1: um, <laughs> it's the the ha- pagers in anime are li- like, uh, yeah, like the T-Mobile sidekick is in you know 90s action movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good. All right, now
0: I love this treaded worker guy, specifically the the head and like the asymmetry of where the exhaust uh, uh, pipes are. It's so good.
2: It's really good, um, and again, just the fact that he even has exhaust. All these other things burn clean energy, seemingly because they're powered by little magical rocks. This motherfucker is like, yeah, I'm pumping smoke into the air. Still, <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I'm a bulldozer. I have to do this. I have to. I have to do CO two emissions. It's fine. Th- that's a feature. It's built in. <laughs> um, but yeah. So finally, we have a mech that actually has like. More features than just holding a sword that we can talk about. <laughs> the Alseides, um, I think that's how that would be pronounced, because it looks like it's Greek. Um, the Alseides is the actual only, as far as I know at this point, mass production guy Malef in the show. We know that they produce these, like, en masse, and they are all the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Other than,
2: you know, Dylan Dow gets a red one that has a commander antenna, because, you know, of course. But, um... You know, the standard ones are in blue, no antenna, but, and then the rest are, or the only other one is like red and it has an antenna. Uh, and yeah, Would so. Would you like to
1: see how much. So they do a thing. I haven't brought it up this whole time because uh-huh. fuck the movie. But the movie's like, what if all of these were meat?
2: I, I will say I do like that about the movie designs, actually, but not as like an alternate version. I,
1: I like it as a concept. I think all the designs they came up with it for it look like shit.
2: Um, that's fair. It's They're it's like the weird. the
0: evil universe version of Aura
1: Phantasm.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. This feels like it wishes it was Aura Phantasm. Is the thing looking at I it mean, now?
1: It's it's red, but it looks to me like a half melted chocolate bunny from Easter. I don't
2: like that. <laughs> <you> terrible. <can't, laughs> I don't like that you can't see the head. Is like my biggest complaint on this. Hmm. Like the head is just like. It's gone. It doesn't. That that is just. It, you can see like a little eye hole. I think in the middle there on the the one you linked. See, I I had seen the design the, the design of the movie Escaflone, and it was like weird. But I thought I would like the other designs from the movie more. No, actually, I don't. Damn. I was hoping the Alcides would be cooler in the movie.
1: Anyway, sorry for derailing you. Please talk yeah. more about the Alceides.
2: Okay, so the head. Um, the head is like a weird. You've got. A little top plate on the head, and on the Commander version, it has an antenna sticking out. The antenna has a gem in the middle. Um, The face itself is, like, basically just, like, a a black cloth, it looks like to me, like a veil. Um, And then you've got, like, a neck piece that has a bunch of, like, little black engravings on it. Um, It starts getting a little weird on the torso, because the torso and the shoulders are kind of just merged as one thing. he's, He's
0: wearing a deep V, yeah.
2: Yeah, you've got... Keeping it you've, casual. You've got, like, a... Uh, you've got a gray piece right below the clavicle where you've got, like, uh you know, it's just the middle of the chest gray piece. Uh, and then around that, you've got, yeah, a very black, deep V-neck, basically, is what's happening here. Um, uh, the rest of the torso, though, is actually, like, linking into the shoulders. And the shoulders are just these absolutely gigantic, rounded shoulders. They have gems in the middle and the gems are kind of inset in a weird way cuz like it, the thing is I uh, should note ahead of time this is made out of like a liquid metal like a weird memetic like a memetic alloy thing uh
1: it's don't so know good. the it's whole so deal
2: cool. <laughs> but it's real weird and, um, yeah, you can see, like, it, it, it almost looks like, like, the gems, like, got, like, pulled from, like, the middle to the outward part. There's, like, a weird, like, it, it looks like when you put, it, like, an indent in Silly Putty and, like, it, they tried mm-hmm. closing mm-hmm. that up. It's real weird. I, I love and, the look, though. And
0: also the little channel that runs, uh, uh from the, the gems into the the center of the torso is very good. And very unique among Gaimalefs.
2: Yeah. Yes. Just very strange. Uh, you have, um, as you go down the shoulder, you do have, like, two, uh, I will call it a cape holster because I don't know any other (laughs) word for it right now. Uh, you have, like, a cape holster that has, like, white lining and, like, a black middle bit of it for the color. Uh, not really much of an upper arm on this guy. This guy's just all lower arm, and the arms aren't really normal arms. They end as, like, clubs. They have a bunch of, like, holes at the end. Uh, which are used for multiple functions, which we will get to, uh, once we talk, you know, once I finish, like, covering it.
0: The holes themselves look really cool. They're, they're all, like, hexagonal, and they're arranged sort of like a honeycomb together, the way they look.
2: Yeah. Um, they, they, they also just look, it's kind of disconcerting whenever you see them head-on, which is how you frequently see them, because they are always holding their arm up at, you know, a thing. Uh, Forget what how, what you you know that like one fear that's like the fear of like things with a bunch of holes in them like uh, I it think
0: yeah. it's
2: kind of it kind of inspires that same feeling uh, yeah. you can actually see it here on the stealth mode like with the you know when it's sticking the arm out of the cape there um it's just okay. kind of ooh it's excuse weird. me
0: trypophobia there's no second t my mistake
2: yeah uh, it's they're really cool though um and the arms um are We'll get to why this is, but the way that the plates on the armor set up is interesting. You got, like, two outer red plates, and then, like, the inner parts of the armor are black and look like they're folded in. It's because they're folded in. Uh, we'll talk about what those do momentarily. But first, we get to the waist. Um, You know, standard, like, crotch piece with, like, pointy armor. Um, Huge armor on the thighs. Uh, It's got these, like, random little holes on the thighs as well that are just, like, little, you know, bulbs with holes in them. Uh... Just, like, on the uh, skirt armor, I should say. Uh, the legs themselves, very... They look very streamlined. Um, you can see, like, the joint where, like, it rotates, but, like, it still looks like it's all one object, right? Like, it just all runs together really neatly um, for just the the structure of the leg. Um, you do have these, like, bony armor-looking parts uh, around the uh, calves. Uh, and then the feet, you've got really long feet with a really long... Uh, pointy rear heel. Um, now for functions that this thing has, it has a lot. Um, for weapons, the hands, those little, like, uh, shooty things at the end of, like, the club hands are able to fire out, like, long claws, basically. And they're, like, also made out of that same kind of liquid metal, so they, like, wiggle and stuff. It's really weird. Um, and they're able to, like, bend and move. It's really cool. Um... Also, at the end of the hands is one of those holes. I don't know if it's a specific one, but... God damn it. Um, sorry. Uh, the reason I said god damn it is because six-linked an image that says AFK Blanky mode. Um, <laughs> and I'm just losing it at that. Uh, the One of the little shooters on the hands can fire a fucking flamethrower, which we learn early on, because uh, eventually it's like, oh... It's going to engage in ranged combat, and instead of firing its, like, little needles, it instead just starts launching flame down, like, a village, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. You have people there on the ground who are, like, you know, wielding their spears ready to fight, and they're just gone, just instantly incinerated. Uh Should note the anime is very brutal, surprisingly, in some parts. It it always cat- it, like it catches me off guard whenever it happens, because it's like, you'll have an episode that's pretty normal, and then suddenly some dude gets stabbed and, like, his mouth is opening. He's bleeding from the eyes, and you're like, "Oh, okay, sure." Um, and that happens a lot because these things are fucked up in their weapons because their weapons are flamethrowers, little spikes that are gonna poke you, and also the spikes can like wrap around each other and yes. make a sword, which is yes. always cool. It's just very like cool. it happens a lot, and it is always great whenever you just see these like little like weird tendrils come out and like wrap around and form a sword. Um, the little black inner pieces on the arm are also able to, like, fold out, and they just become claws. Um, on top of the fact that it already has all these, like, sharp nails and, uh, the fact it can make a sword. It can also just make big grabby claws for you. Um, here, I've got a picture of the, uh, motoroid for this as an example. Uh, but it, it, it it gives big hugs. It can give you very big, sharp hugs. Um, it's really cool Uh, it, it just I love the way that these, like, hands fold out Like that mm-hmm. Um, and then The cape, so It has a visible cape The cape does a weird thing where Like, those little shoulder, like, cape Holsters pop up And, like, go around the head And then it enshrouds the whole body In the cape, and then the cape gives it fucking Optical camouflage Yes and it has, like, a little peris- like evil periscope eye that can pop out and look around, which is really cool. Um, it's so fucked up because, like, this happens with Dillandau constantly where it's like, you know, we have stealth for a reason. You can just go in, kill your target, and leave. And instead it's like, no, stealth is so that we can go into a village and invisible giants can burn it to the ground, actually, is how Dillandau feels. Which is just very funny to me. These robots, though, they have optical camo with, like, periscopes. They've got needles that they can fire out of their hands. Uh, At one point, Dillendau is, like, in a flying fortress, and, like, they power up his, um... His Alcides to, like, allow it to do a really long-range shot, and and he decides to try to just kill Van then and there, so he, like... Try sniping him with this giant liquid metal claw from, like, you know, literally, like, dozens of miles away. He Um, overclocks
0: his processor, yes.
2: Yes, it does overclock it because what happens is Hitomi, with her precognitive abilities, basically sees this about to happen and, you know, knocks Van out of the way. And so when the claw retracts, it gets back and the whole thing starts, like it looks like it's, it looks like burnt plastic. Like, it looks real fucked up and, like, just starts melting down. Um, which we should mention, the, um, I mentioned that they're made out of, like, a liquid metal on the outside. Even the inside is like that. When you're piloting this, you're, like, immersed in, like, this weird, like, soup, basically. (laughs) Like, it's so weird looking, the inside of the cockpit, instead of it just being, like, you know, you're wearing, like, a built suit that is meant to, like, Control the outside it's just like this weird you're just inside of some soup and it's got a bunch of controls like a normal like robot you would expect would have um has like a pull down scope that uh you know Dylandau Dow has down when he's trying to snipe van with this giant claw um mm-hmm. before his Alcides suffers a fucking meltdown from trying to snipe miles away, which is really cool um
1: it also can like limitedly like it can it can slow its fall or sort of like dom hover with levistones
2: yes it it has flying rocks that allow it to enter this weird curled up mode where it just flies um i
0: i I love that that is how the like flying battleships work (laughs) yeah that that they're built around gigantic boulders that are lighter than air
2: Yeah, it's, it's fucking Panzer Dragoon all over again also in that regard. Because, like, at least that's what I think, like, they use for, like, the blimps in Panzer Dragoon a lot. Or it's like, oh, look, it's a rock, but it's a rock that's lighter than air. Um, it's really cool. Um, and I didn't expect these to be the flight mode. So when you first see these, right, uh, they're dropping into, like, Alan's Little Fortress. And... I just assumed this was, like, its drop mode. Like, this is just, like, oh, this is when it's just falling down from, like, the flying fortress. And then it's, like, oh, they're escaping behind the waterfall. Oh, they're in a flying device. Don't worry. We'll just fly after them. And so all the uh, Alsaides just tuck up into this, like, little mode and they just start (laughs) flying. And I was just, like, holy shit. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. Um, I I
0: just love the profile of the Alsaides. Like, yeah, this uh, uh, flying mode... Uh, when you look at the the silhouette, it's like a a sword is coming at you. It's what's that Pokemon called? H- uh, Honedge? Something? Yeah, like... yes. Honedge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but but if you look at it normally, just the the upper part, like the the shoulders down to the crotch, is like a scary vulture face coming at you. It's so
1: cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I, can I didn't see it. that. I was busy being like, "What's that suit that it reminds me of?" Oh, the Vertigo. Oh yeah, I
2: guess it kind of <laughs> does do the Vertigo's thing. Yeah um it's just this is just such a cool machine and of course it gets to be you know the bad guy machine because it's the one that like both mass-produced piloted by the twink squad because this is a very noticeable thing uh Dow already an evil twink and then you'll notice like a lot of the soldiers though are just like regular ass like medieval soldier guys for the most part. But all the Alcedies pilots, whenever we see like the group shots of them, usually cuz Dow is slapping them around for like getting damaged or something, they're all just like a bunch of like teen, like, you know, late teens twinks who are all like with like the same kind of haircut. It's really weird. It's like okay, you've you've handpicked your special force of like uh, this is like all my hot dudes.
0: Maybe <laughs> it's weird. Very weird. Maybe the cockpit is especially slim in there.
1: Mm.
2: Clearly, that's why.
1: I was just thinking maybe this is why they don't get much done.
2: <laughs> uh, Well, they, they do really well when they're not up against, you know. Well, honestly, thinking on it, they do a pretty good job against the heroes, too, actually, a lot of the time. A, a lot of the early parts of the show are them just getting fucked up and having to run away.
1: I mean, yes, but there are 15 of them. That's true. <laughs> and one of Vaughn. That is true. They kinda should have gotten the job done he by now. He can turn into a dragon though. Come he on. Does. But you can just snipe him with liquid metal beams.
2: They tried that. He told me he stopped it. Yeah. yeah. Look, they don't want to sacrifice all of them to try to snipe, because every time you snipe, it apparently destroys the machine.
0: They're they're not trying they're they're not up against Van. They're up against a track and field star who can see the future.
2: <laughs> yes. It does I, I make things say... complicated. Well, well, I totally understand. Like, there, are, I've seen criticisms of the show where it's like, ah, I, w- I really wish me got to do more. I do love all the ways in which she does when she does get to do things where it's just like she can run really fast and she can see into the future. So she is constantly preventing these boys from getting stabbed because they're not paying attention, <laughs> which is very good. Um, but yeah, I just, ah, oh, these machines are so cool. Uh, whenever parts of them get like cut. Um, so normal Gaimalefs, when they get, like, slashed and stuff, sometimes have, like, a blue smoke come out of them, but, like, these ones, what ends up happening is, like, the parts dissolve into, like, blue fire, which I think is really cool. Um, basically, they're, like, weird- the best way I would describe them is just, like, weird liquid metal alchemy robots, and that is why they are the coolest thing in the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um... Oh I do also have a I have a shot of right before the sniping happened um, So you got the hand being held out. It's so funny because yeah the um, the the bad Empire is just like yeah, we have giant airships and these airships are also really weird because like they're like definitely like post-industrial revolution looking airships as opposed to like all the nightly things in the show. These are just like giant metal flying machines. They still look weird because they're not shaped like anything aerodynamic or anything. They're just what if a flying fucked up citadel was like outside of your city?
1: (laughs) I mean, that's what happens when you have Emperor Dunkirk on your side, Dornkirk. Excuse
2: me. We're
0: just trying to unlock the the lost secrets of Atlantis, and sometimes that means (laughs) having (laughs) really advanced technology.
2: Yeah. Curious about seeing more of Dornkirk because like the main view I got of him is when they call him and he's just this old guy with a bunch of hair curlers in hooked up to seemingly some kind of like I assume a machine that's keeping him alive. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. When they call him on like this real weird fucking like not even like a TV like a weird radioscope. <laughs> it's so good. This show just has cool technology. It's just so good. I I I cannot wait to see more of this guy because he's just like a weird old man and he's like it's so funny because he he doesn't you know, he's not like moving in there, right? Like his mouth doesn't move. He's just like kind of emitting audio. Um
0: Who's he going up in curlers for? He's not going out. He's I, not having company come But behind. he's
1: going on he's going on the big screen all the time. That's Listen, true, if there's that's one true. thing he's gotta do, he's gotta look presentable. He yeah. doesn't have to be able to walk. He doesn't have to move his mouth, but when he comes up on your screen with his curlers, he's got to look, you know, stunning.
2: Um, clearly, what's happening is like, uh, it, it's the janitor of the area is just having a uh, a giggle about this, just going on, <laughs> going in there occasionally, and just, just like, treating I I the Grand Emperor
0: one. like a My Little Pony. <laughs> uh,
2: no, no one notices, and everyone is just like, I don't want to ask because if we ask, Dornkirk might get mad. <laughs> Because he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's too busy basically, you know, being hooked up to a machine and just being like, I need you to kill that dragon. The dragon being Escaflowne, not a literal dragon, because there are literal dragons in the world, too. Uh, can I even link any of these? Okay, I can link the claw. I was, like, really hoping I could link some of these gifts, because that way, you know, six can include, like, a link to them or something. Because look at this. God, that poor little Gaimalef, because <laughs> that's like, I, that's like one of those ones that's basically just power armor there, and it just gets fucking squished. Uh, th- these are cool. They're just really cool. Uh, their cockpits are also weird because they're not. I don't think they're in the head, right? They're just like in the chest, kind of nebulously. Um, b- because that specifically, that's what I mentioned earlier with a. Uh, uh why am I spacing on his name uh, uh swordmaster man mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. when he stabs it, like one of them in the face it doesn't actually kill the pilot like it would for any other guy Malef. it mm-hmm. just uh seemingly it just makes it kind of walk backwards awkwardly for a little bit before he gets shot by one of them um but uh and and that's when Dow has his freakouts where even though they just finished raising a kingdom and destroying everything he's like you damaged two count them Two of our Alceides, and, uh, I'm going to now slap you and beat you in front of the other men for this. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Uh, absolutely the most unhinged motherfucker in the show. Uh, my favorite thing is, uh, he has just recently gotten slashed in the face, and he will not Mm. stop picking at it. Um... It's like he's like uh, fucking Falcon's like, hey, it's going to leave a scar if you keep picking at your uh, scratch like that. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Uh, Uh,
0: I love that two episode arc where they have him in a little cone from the vet.
2: (laughs) It just. uh, The thing is, makes many good faces in this show. I love it. I love him. I love him so much. It's the Al time. I get to talk about Dylan Dow again. This is just what happens. This is what ha- you two, you two, bringing up the show and making me watch it. This is what happens. Instead, I become obsessed with the the the, the robot and the boy who pilots it and is just completely unhinged.
0: Uh, I I found the show because I think I mentioned it on one of my uh, uh, guest episodes. I published a game about uh, uh, mech duels called Last Shooting. It's really cool. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, recorded an episode of it for uh, a podcast of mine called Six Feet Under. And the person that I played with was like, "Okay, you've got to watch the Vision of Escaflone. You've got, you got it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it." And uh, in between recording that episode and actually posting it, I think I had watched like two thirds of it before it went up. It. They were right. They were right. Wow. It's time yeah. to be done.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I've had, like, for a while downloaded, and the problem is I have a lot of mecha I want to watch, and the issue is now it's, like, constantly, like, oh, no, I have to find a reason to watch this, and then, like, between that and then, like, starting work recently, I've just not been in, like, a good watching state, but then we announced, you know, we all talked about doing this episode, I was like, oh. Well, that's an excuse. <laughs> and then I was able to, like, sit down and watch it specifically. Originally, I was going to watch Panzerworld Galleons a different fantasy mecha show that I've heard is really good. So, and instead I was watching this, which I don't regret, though, because the show fucking has ruled so far. And I assume... Most people I know seem to like Escaflone, so I assume I'm going to keep enjoying it throughout. You know? Um But, yeah. Uh...
0: What I personally enjoy it most for is just the the wild and, and like uh, uh, incredible approach to world building it has. Like every episode you're learning something, some new, bizarre, incredible thing about this place uh, uh, so that I, where the show started to feel flat for me was the ending because now they have to only focus on the plot. They have to stop bringing in new wild shit. Mm -hmm.
2: it's such a weird it it has that thing where like i mean you know it's an isekai so of course it has this too where it's like hitomi has to just be confronted with here's some weird shit about to happen like in this week or something bad is going to happen to you this week that isn't always like tied to yeah the enemy kingdom it's just like you know, when they first end up in the world, it's like, oh no, they're surrounded by wolfmen who look like they might be evil. But actually they're all friends and they're buddies, and then they travel a caravan there. And then there's this uh weird little goblin cat girl who is she's great. I love her. I could see why people would find her annoying. I could definitely imagine some do, but she's great, Meryl. Uh she's just a, a little goblin, and uh, you know, goblins are fun. Um And then like it's just you keep getting like introduced to just random new concepts in the world there there are stones that are lighter than air that you know why does why does our airship have two rocks attached to it well because they're their love is stones and you know they they also the whole meeting of a prince uh with uh, Alan, like an actual princely prince instead of van who is just angst boy um then you have uh the mole man he's just the mole man he's kind of a weirdo but he's kind of funny too you know uh He's just so, a mole man
0: Sometimes there's just a talking Dolphin guy who's very polite As, as you bump into him In, in the market square
2: <laughs> It's so good it's just like It's a fun little fantasy universe That is just like operating on The same reason why I like a lot of 90s like JRPGs you know Where it's just like there are just things happening That are just weird and they're fun And I, I really like that about the world Building in it is just you know um, and yeah, I can imagine though, it's going to, we haven't gotten any closer to her getting back to earth. It hasn't been focused on that at all, actually. So that's why I can imagine it just starting to have to like ramp up and start doing its plot because, you know, the, the show is ostensibly about, we need to get her back to the mystic moon, back to earth, but it's not at all about that, actually. No. They, they humored it for one episode where they're like, okay, we're going to do a ceremony to do this and try to see if we can get you back to the mystic moon. And then it gets interrupted. And then since then there's just been no hints of, okay, you know, that's why she had to get the long range pager to even remind us that, Oh yeah, she's from earth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's, they're still looking for her down there. God shows good. Um, the robots are good. I've had a fun time talking about them. Uh, Is there any other ones y'all would want to bring up that are like later things or I don't know?
1: Unfortunately, it's been such a long time since I've seen most of the show. I watched the first few episodes again recently, but otherwise it's been, you know, close to two decades. So I just don't remember much.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Uh,
0: it's a show that even though it's full of robots, there's only three that really matter. Uh, Even Chafaris, the the big archer boy, is like a featured guest star and not really significant significant. Like, he does some cool shit in some of the, the big later battles, but...
2: Yeah, sometimes the mecha thing doesn't need to be about the robots, right? This is yeah. This is my rule about how sometimes you just add mecha to things, and it's just fun to add robots to things, even if you know they don't have to be the focus. Um, you know, this this would work just as well if there are a bunch of weird knights in invisibility cloaks killing a bunch of people. You know, uh, it's just it just turns out it's cooler when you have the big robots doing it. Um, uh, but you know, like it's 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 an interesting show. I I I I I am excited to finish it and I was really happy to talk about some some of these designs. Uh I am suffering now because now that I've started work again, my, my I'm starting to actually have money again and my brain's like, "Okay, now I need to buy that model of the Lanciaes because it looks really cool." Um luckily, like most motoroids, it goes for cheap on the aftermarket, so I'll hopefully be able to find that. Um
0: that that a yeah. uh, uh, friend I mentioned does have that. Last I checked, they had not started building it, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the, the, the everyone but me in the world having a backlog, whereas I'm just always like, I need as soon as I get a robot in the mail, I have to build it immediately. I'll just stay up. If build. I recall
0: correctly, is all actually their first model kit.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well,
0: a a backlog mm-hmm. of
2: one. That. Good luck with that being the first model kit. I I know it's not like awful, but I will say, uh, uh, I, I know you've built a lot of Bandai kits. I don't know if you've built, have you ever built a Motoroid before?
0: Uh, two. One is the Escaflone.
2: <laughs> um, how was that? It's all
0: right. It it okay. looks really cool. It it stands real good. Uh, my problem with the Escaflone kit is, uh, you you get to choose between a really cool looking plastic cape. Or a uh, a fabric cape that doesn't look as cool, but allows your model to have any motion at all.
2: Yeah, because of the way the cape's on the shoulders, right? That's gonna be, ooh. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And it's it's so long that if you do anything other than just stand cool, uh, it's going to turn into a third leg and throw your pose way off balance.
2: Yeah, oof. Yeah, and I know that, like, that's a thing I've heard about, like, even the El 80s is that the posing is really hard. I just was curious, because uh, the one motoroid I built was a uh, Cruise Chaser Blasty, of all things, because I found it for, like, one-third of its actual price, because, again, motoroids seem to operate at a loss, because Good Smile has uh, infinite money from Nendoroids, so they sell their models for really expensive, and then in the aftermarket, they just get really cheap, because... They mainly just release weird, obscure things that people don't want to buy. <laughs> um, and uh, the the blasty though felt like a weird mix of being really advanced in terms of like oh they're pre painted parts it's really shiny and cool and uh, then on the other end uh, this feels like I'm building a model from the eighties because like the leg is just like two pieces you sandwich together and stuff and I'm like huh um, I'm I'm curious to try out more though so but yeah it, uh
0: here's my robots. twitter wip thread for uh my Moderoid Escaflone. uh
2: let's see what's the okay yep i was curious what the name would be uh yeah. the running theme of uh you giving your various models names it does look pretty good that is pretty cool looking god oh oh okay hold on sorry i scrolled up and i need to throw this one so six i make sure six sees this I love when people do this with their models every time. <laughs> <laughs> just just a little pseudo SD. Escaflone by way of. Um, what's that show? Um, uh, Dorf? What? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Wateru. Have you ever seen the robots in Wat- uh, Wateru? Hold on. Uh, like the robot ABBA robot. song? No, what?
1: <laughs> like the sushi restaurant in <laughs> Seattle?
2: Motion Hero Wataru, <laughs> ninety. God damn it! This is just me being my mecha nerd self. This is a '90s uh, mecha anime by uh, Sunrise, I believe, did it. Um, and it's like this we- They're like weird little SD robots. Kinda. Oh, they're small. Yeah, they're not even like SD. They're just weird. <laughs> these proportions just... are wonk, but I love them.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of torso.
2: Uh huh. That's what the little feet picks remind me of, though. Is just like they they like one of. Please don't call guys. them feet picks. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so sleepy right now. Request. Y'all y'all are bullying me. You can't. You could have just let it go, and now you said it, and now I'm thinking about that, and I hate it too.
1: Listen, if I hadn't <laughs> said it, someone would have said it in the Discord, and then you would have felt bad. I'm just getting it out of the way.
2: Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, alright. Uh, look, I'm just having fun talking at this point, is the thing. <laughs> but uh, I think we've covered... All that we can with Escaflone then. Uh, unless someone, unless someone has an art book, if someone listening has an art book, please send it my way because I would love it. I've been looking around for one, and I just have not found one online. Um, I found a lot of really old images hosted on various blogs. Basically, is how I found a lot of this art that I have, and I would like more. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it would be plug zone time. Uh first our guest grant where can people find you on the internet
0: uh you can find me on twitter uh uh, talking about junk uh at uh, (laughs) g-e-n underscore i-r-o-n-i-c-u-s or just search for the person whose display name is my name is grant that's me because that's my name Uh, uh i like i say it's it's my third time here uh, love being here. Thank you very much for, for asking me back for this. So I forget what specific plugs I've done. So I'm just going to ask people to check out Sex Archie. It is a podcast I make with my wife every week about uh, uh, just talking about uh, uh, Riverdale. Uh, every episode by episode and some other uh, Archie media over the years as bonus episodes. But uh, that show is back on the air in a big way. And we're having a lot of fun talking about the epic highs and lows of now they have superpowers.
2: Yeah. You, you've described to me in DMs, like I've seen stuff on my timeline about it, but every time. Oh oh, yes.
0: Specifically because one has an aura power.
2: Yes, you, you had DM'd <laughs> me about that, and I was just, like, losing my mind, like, and I figure I should understand, because every time I see something about Riverdale, it's weird, and then it's just like, oh, now they have aura powers from, or one of them does, from fucking Aura Butler Dunbine, basically. Um,
0: Betty Cooper can see a red aura around people who have murderous intent. It's okay, Can't you?
2: <laughs> it's just uh. it incredible uh, sounding i need while a, I while
0: don't... veronica has developed a, a deadly uh venomous spiders kiss
1: <laughs> <laughs> this i mean i believe you grant but this is the most fake sounding shit you've Th- ever told that just me. <laughs> happened
0: this week it's new
1: uh <laughs> Um I do want to say I know it's I know it's not the show you're promoting today but since the last time you were here I am now up to uh, season 4 of Bizarre Podcast Dog's Must Die which is your uh your JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yeah uh, watching yes. a podcast Um yeah I started from the beginning cuz I I have seen um I've seen part five just sort of by itself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it just happened. um, And now I'm working my way through properly. And and, now you uh, get
0: to learn about that little man who's in the first couple episodes and then goes away to do tourist stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get to learn all sorts of fun things.
2: Yeah.
0: (sighs) But, Um, but yeah, we, we have, uh, like you mentioned, we, we've now made it uh, to part five. Uh, Very exciting. We we were, about halfway through it in recording and uh just in the opening uh uh, salvos in uploads because that's just how we do things on that show (laughs) so i'm I'm having a lot of fun making it and now getting to see people catch up to to uh uh, those episodes as they're released is a lot of fun i i love the excitement uh i love the new part excitement you know new jojo new Mm -hmm. setting new vibes very different vibes (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen up through part five. I know part six, I think it's, it's not all the way out, right? It's like No,
0: out. no, it, it's coming out in batches, and okay. uh, the next batch has been delayed to an angering degree.
2: God. um, Yeah, so I, I need to listen to these. I've downloaded I downloaded all of Sex Archie. Uh, Ooh. So I'm gonna listen to that, even though I probably am not going to actually, it's it, I I know me. I know I probably would not watch Riverdale, but I do want to listen to someone talk about it. Just especially but... given, like I said, the things that you've mentioned to me before about it already and what I've seen others talk about. I'm just like, I still think I'm going to listen to that.
0: The the way we approach Riverdale on Sex Archie is, of course, part just gawking at uh, uh, some of the places it goes and, and swings it makes. How can you not? But also talking about it in context as a show whose mission, as I saw it in the early years at least, is to uh, uh, reclaim all of the the teen melodrama tropes that do have their roots in like teenage hijinks comics of which Archie is the best selling from, you know, Mm -hmm. the 40s and 50s and beyond. Uh, but yeah. also putting that in a very, like, Stephen King pastiche setting and with filming techniques that want you to think it's Twin Peaks, but there is isn't nearly as much Twin Peaks DNA as uh, uh, the directors of the first season want you to believe.
2: Yeah. That's... Uh, it just sounds like a wild time.
0: <laughs> it is a wild time, absolutely. Um,
2: uh, but yeah, and then... Um... Not to mention, it's been on my mind because I ended up playing Star Wars Fallen Order recently, and the main character to me looks like Archie, so my brain just yes. been like, ah, sex Archie. It's all that's ever in my <laughs> oh, fucking head uh, Cal Lightsaber, yes, of course. Yeah, Cal fucking Cal Nobody. Um, it says his
1: name every time you pause. How can you Cal Nobody Cal Lightsaber?
2: <sighs> um, the game was, was fun. For something that, you know, we got for like five bucks. It was okay. Um, but
1: this plug section has gone off the rails (laughs) yeah
2: it's a plug (laughs) section right look uh, look i just enjoy talking uh hi i'm dylan uh i am located at low on twitter.com where i post robots and screen caps of my new boyfriend uh dylan Dow, and uh uh fucking i don't know the plugs for the show (laughs) which you're already listening to um screen caps
1: of your old boyfriend Koaraki.
2: no no don't not slander. Listen, uh, well, it was a rough one. breakup. Oh, wait, no, Dylan it is slander. It. Hold on. No, never. I have never, ever, ever... Don't even joke about that because the problem is someone might believe you. Someone might not I'm, realize I'm sorry, you're joking. I'm sorry, Grant.
1: If we hadn't done this on a podcast, it wouldn't have been like this. I'm sorry. I just can't.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Six, y- what, what, what place can people fucking hear you at see you at whatever I don't know anymore oh. uh,
1: if you want to read my material you can go to Twitter I'm on there as 6detmar at s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r um, you can also find my work at scanlandmedia.com and patreon.com slash media. I believe last time I counted I'm on 10 podcasts um, so I keep busy yeah maybe some of them you'll like I bet some of them you won't that's just statistics <laughs> Uh, but, uh, friends and folks, until next time, it's been 20 years. I don't have any quotes. <laughs> Someone else do this.
2: Uh, let me look at my screen caps folder. Uh, hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, good. It's just like the ancient text <laughs> <laughs> Sure.
1: Peace. There's always another war to fight.
2: Wait, hold on. That's not. Is that?
1: Yeah, that's Dylan Dow.
2: Okay. Okay. Just making sure.
0: I don't believe in premeditated fate.